Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief. It, it's 86 degrees here in Lancaster. It looks like summer's on its way. Yay, yay, yay. And as the calendar, I am the uh, Champ, and as the calendar turns to May, um, I think Frank Sinatra got it right when he said, you're flying high in April, shot down in May. Ain't that right, Chief? <laughs> yeah, seemingly. It's still early May. <laughs> Still early May. Well, you called it. You called it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not real concerned yet. Uh, uh, I, had a, I had a tough week, but I'm not real concerned right now. I'm in talks. I'm in talks right now with people. <laughs> to, uh, okay, that's always scary. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to give us a hint? No. No. Okay. No. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, so you like this kind of weather? 86 degrees. You yeah, said. Yeah. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I, I think what I like most about it right now is that it's fairly low humidity. Um, yeah. Big difference between 86 now in early May and 86 at the uh, middle of August. Yeah, you're right. It is. But I, I, I just feel like we had a rough winter, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it being smoking hot. Actually, winter was fine, except you know uh, until uh, February. February and early March was was a snowy. Uh, with snowy month, but up through January, you know, we had mild, mild temperatures. Yeah. And it's funny that I even complain because I don't get in my car to commute anywhere. I, I, get, <laughs> I get up, shower, get coffee and come downstairs. That's my commute. Is it one of these where you look outside? Boy, it looks cold out there. <laughs> yeah. Boy, it looks cold out there. <laughs> right. So, but it is, it, yeah, it's a beautiful day today. And I, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I spent some time outside earlier and, and maybe go for a walk after this. So, all right. Yeah. So, um, we uh, baseball had an interesting week, uh, in a sense that Madison Bumgarner throws a seven inning no hitter. Uh, there's not many of them. I, I, I guess there's probably no hitters that were called because of rain. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the seven inning no hitters? Um, well. Uh- you know, I, I guess in the baseball world, they're saying because it, it was only seven innings, it doesn't qualify as an official no-hitter. And I, I think it should because th- does he get credit for a complete game? Yeah, he gets credit for a complete game. It's a good point. Well, then, then you know, it, it, it's baseball rules, you know. Well, what, what, what can he do? Yeah, uh, I, and I didn't see any, but I don't normally make a point to watch in the Diamondbacks. Um but it looked like from the highlights he was on. Uh, of course, you know, th- there's a lot of no, I don't want to say a lot of, I don't, I don't actually know the number, but, you know, breaking up a no-hitter after the seventh isn't unusual. So, you know, you still got to get through those other two innings. Um, I, I, you know, when we talk about that, what, what's the longest you've seen a no-hitter, like in person? I don't know if I've ever, uh, I, I don't recall. I don't know if I've ever seen one from start to finish. And, you know, you, you, you turn around in the fifth inning and say, oh, this is a, this is a no-hitter. I don't know. How about, yeah. Have you seen a complete one? No, but I've seen one broken up in the eighth. I saw Doug Drabeck in Pittsburgh, probably 89. Uh, he took it into the eighth, and I think it was broken up by Randy Reddy, and then he gave up a two-run homer to Marvell Wynn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a name from the past. Yeah. So it was uh, 
the Padres. Uh, Drabeck ended up winning the game. I don't even think he finished the game, though. I think Leland went out and got him. Yeah. Mm. But it was exciting, thinking like, oh, shoot. You know, he's, we got a shot here to see a no-hitter. And the Padres were bad. Like, you, you remember the Larry Boas Padres. They were a bad team. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, speak, speaking of, of, of Bumgarner, um, I, I, you know, good for him for, for getting that no-hitter. And he's pitched really well as of late. You know, the last three starts, five innings, seven innings, five innings, and a total of two earned runs um, over those um, 17 innings and three starts. Um, which includes a no hitter, and his ERA is now down to five point five eight. I know. <laughs> yeah, he got blistered the first time, a couple times out. Yeah, um, and then speaking about pitching, so we had Wheeler and Wainwright. Uh, you, you had a note in there: first two pitchers to go eight innings in a game this year. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I saw parts of it. Yes, I'm like Billy Bean. I don't like watching my pitchers pitch. <laughs> What, you get on the treadmill and then do other things, um, yeah. uh, like in the movie Moneyball? I, I pace around and drink beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was really interesting. I, I, Wainwright actually pitched uh, nine innings in that game. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because I think Nares came in and got the save. And maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, they, they both pitched really well. Uh, well, right, right, but it was it was in St. Louis. So um, that's right. Wainwright completed the top of the ninth, and then – um, yeah, and then Naris came on to, to get a save. Aren't, aren't you happy that you retained Naris? You got pretty good guidance on that, didn't you? I, I was happy on Monday. I wasn't happy last night. Yeah, what happened there? What he normally does. You know, one of those mm. sinker balls that sunk at the belt. But I got, I got Diaz. Diaz got the save for me. I have a belt, Okay. So, uh, so does that make you appreciate pitchers that I mean the, the shelf life of of a closer uh, isn't all that long Does, doesn't that make you think that people like trevor hoffman lee smith and mariano rivera just how consistent they were over their career yeah it's funny is that i never thought about it till you brought it up but for those guys to pitch 20 years as, yeah as close closers, to it. effective closers you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. they started pitching in non-leverage situations. Yeah, they they were the guy with for their teams, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of reminds me of running backs. You know, running back uh, lifespan is about five years, and then you look at guys like Walter Payton who played seventeen, and Emmett Smith. You're like, yeah, okay, they're way better than than most of the guys they played with, and that's the same thing with like Rivera and Hoffman and Lee Smith and. Um, you know, Bruce Souter, uh, they're so much better. And I, I, I guess those guys are just freakish, aren't they? I, I wondered if, if it's pinpoint accuracy. Mm. Right? They do, that, that when they throw for a spot, they're pretty damn close to that spot. Like, they don't miss. Even when Rivera would blow games, it would be the hitter somehow putting the better part of the bat on the baseball. <laughs> That's all. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. he gave up moonshots, you know, when he was, yeah. Um, and then Wainwright, he, he's pitched well off and on this year. So t- so tell me what you think. I, I mean, I personally, I think we've talked about him earlier. I, I personally like him because he's the kind, he, he is a true pitcher. When he doesn't have his stuff, 
he can still battle. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's one of these old school mentalities that, you know, uh, it's not a good start unless I at least go seven innings type of thing. And at age, what, at age 38, for him to be doing that is, is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think he's 39. Built, I think he's built to last. I mean, he's a big dude. He is. Yeah. Um, yeah he's 39 right now. He's going to turn 40. Uh, in 120 days, so um, yeah, I, I I I think it's interesting that he that he's still playing and pitching for a team that's con- not contending for a World Series, but they're certainly a division division contender. Um, sure. Yeah. So he's got five starts under his belt. He hasn't won a game yet. Um, how long How long of a leash do you think the Cardinals are going to give him? If he continues to pitch like this, I mean, he is he's a four point oh eight ERA, a one point two six WHIP. Um, I, I, I think the Cardinals, because he can be an innings eater. Um, in his five starts, he's gone twenty eight innings, so um, averaging somewhere in five and a half, and that that's increasing. I, I think he's in the rotation all year as long as he doesn't get hurt. Okay, yeah, just as a bottom bottom part of the rotation guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think every, I think everybody needs that that kind of guy in in their rotate, right? Somebody that can take the ball and go six, seven innings uh, each start, keep you in a ball game. Yeah, I guess the only difference would be if the four starter is only going five and a third, then he can't really get into the six. Then you got two days in a row where you've got to chew up that bullpen for three and a half innings. You know, at some point, well, you know, you, you you're going to need him to get into the sixth inning. His last two starts against the Nationals and the Phillies, he went seven and nine innings respectively and struck out uh, 18 batters in okay. those two games over 16 innings. So he's, he's doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he could do that, absolutely he's going to stay in there. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, and then we have the Rockies GM. Did he, he resign or kind of get voluntold? What uh, you know what? It, it, yeah. So, so, so. Je- I think it's pronounced Jeff Bridge, um, the Rockies GM. Um, I guess he took over three or four years ago. Um, I, I, I think he resigned, but I don't know if there was any pressure. Supposedly, from from the owners of the Rockies, um, said that he was sad to see him go, and that he tried to talk him out of it. But I, I don't know what caused this. I don't know if it was initially the the signing of uh, Arenado, Arenado um, for that contract, and then not giving him away, but I don't know. I think the Cardinals got him fairly cheap, and there's not much in the Rockies' farm system, and you know the Rockies aren't aren't looking all that great. So I, 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 I've heard reports on other podcasts. So the, I don't take this to be the gospel, but I also heard he was very condescending to, to media. Um, so I, I'm sure there's not a lot of people shedding tears in in Rockies land. Yeah, uh, was he there when the last won the division? When did they last win the division? I mean, or, the Dodgers uh, have won it since 1994 or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> when they last made the playoffs in 2018. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, when they made the playoffs, yes. So in 17 and 18, they made the playoffs. Um, and then 20 games under 19, 20, whatever. But and then they get off to a slow start again. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, I, you know, at some point when you're the GM and you sign Arnando for that, that 
that contract, like, I, I think you have to have some forethought and it's like, hey, we could tra- actually trade this guy. Why don't we just trade him now instead of going yeah. through all this rigmarole and then trying to find someone that'll take his salary. And you know you're not going to get stuff back because the Cardinals are like, yeah, okay, we'll give you some guys, but we, we got to take on all this money. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's the favor that the Cardinals are doing. We'll take the money. You know, we'll take well, the money. Let, let's be honest. When you offer a player, you know what, $350 million over eight years, seven years, whatever that, that number was, you just don't have a blank check. you got to go check in with the owner and say, hey, I want to make this deal. Is this yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then you have to go to the owner, uh, what, 14 months later, 15, 18 months later? Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to trade him. the guy we talked about? Yeah, I'm going to trade him. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going to get a lot uh, well, back either. Well, the good news is we're getting four or five players from the Cardinals. The bad news is they want $50 million that I gave them. <laughs> so I need you to sign this. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if that type of trade would have gone through in the Bush League. Uh, well, no, because we can't trade money. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, but that, you know, it, it, take, take the money away. If you offered those four or five players in, in that kind of deal, I, I bet you that gets rejected. I know if I, if I were the one trying to trade for Arenado, um, that gets rejected. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah, and yeah, it, it would be rejected. It depends on how early in the season it was. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So, speaking about the Rockies, we're, we're going to talk of, about one of their players. Actually, I'm going to bring yeah. up another one too. Oh, yeah. But okay. Uh, so historic slow starts. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is one of them, uh, and you have it in here. As of Wednesday, he's hitting 125. He's got 38 Ks. He's striking out 38 percent of the time, basically, and his hard hard hit rate is down uh, to less than 30 percent. Uh, he's in the 10 percentile of the hard hit rates, and then couple that with Charlie Blackman, who actually had a decent week this week, but his his hitting has been just atrocious, anemic, anemic. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, looking at Suarez, wh- what do you think is some of the cause? Like, or or do you think like, hey, just just relax. It's the first of May. The guy's not a twenty-one-year-old rookie. Um, I can go back to see what he did last year. Um, I, I know that in 19, he had, what, 49 home runs? Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's a combination of probably a couple of things. Number one, he's probably thinking that he's a 50-home run hitter, so he's probably trying to hit the home run. Number two, I think the switch from third base to shortstop, which is a demanding position, and at his age, I mean, I, I, I've seen him play, at least early on against the Cardinals, he, he did not look good at all at, at, at shortstop. Um, it, it is early, but well, I mean, when does uh, a small sample size become um, a regular sample size? I mean, we're, we're one sixth of the way through the season. Yeah, uh, and and holding him uh, as I do Suarez and Blackman. Um, yeah, I, I I I can't be too I can't panic. Like I don't think this is be the production. I I imagine that, geez, if he hit one hundred points higher that my standings are completely different. And that's only hitting 225, right? 
Uh, last year, he he hit 15 homers in 57 games. Um, okay. Yeah. He had 38 RBIs in 57 games. So that's a 40 home run pace. Yeah. He, his OPS was 781. His batting average is pretty low, but he probably went through streaks like he's going through now. Um, yeah, he's not a 50 home run guy. He hit 49 and 19. He, his is in between the 25 and 35 range. That's probably where he's at. Um, but it's cer- certainly not like he, he's not even close to being on pace with that. He has led the stri- league in strikeouts. In 2019, he led the National League in strikeouts, but he had a 930 OPS. So, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. Blackman, uh, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Uh, you, you've had Charlie Blackman in the past. I mean, you, I don't know if you follow him this year, but you have any thoughts? Um, yeah, I had him back in his his younger days. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was always a guy that played, you know, from 2014 to 2019, the lowest amount of games that he played was 140. Right. Um, so he was always reliable and, and playing in, you know, at Coors Field, his, his lowest, his lowest OPS was 775, which goes all the way back to 2014. So I, I guess at some point, you know, he lose, starts to lose his value. I mean, he's age 34 now. Um, are, are you thinking that's the case? Uh, well, he hit 303 last year, and he had a 800 OPS. He had yeah. 42 RBIs in, in 59 games. Um, I, I don't think he would just fall off the table that quickly. I, I, I would say let's see what happens when the weather starts to warm up in Denver and, you know, the ball starts traveling a little bit uh, farther at Coors Field. Yeah, I, I'd like to think that as well with, with these two guys. But right now, the, it's uh, Suarez is historically bad right now. Like it, it's it's awful, and and Blackman's hitting two hundred with a six thirty nine OPS. Uh, yeah, it's funny as we as we say that you know Suarez is three for five with uh, three RBIs and his his average is already up to a one forty nine. So there you go. <laughs> That's because I texted him this morning. <laughs> I told him you're going to be a point of point, a talking point this morning. So. It, well, well it, I mean, it's it's a rough start for a lot of shortstops. I mean, we talked yeah. about, um, yeah. you know, last week. Um, we talked about, you know, DeYoung from the Cardinals. Um, we, we talked about who was the other player for, for Josh that we were talking about, the shortstops and Sam. Yeah. I guess Sam's shortstops. Uh, Seager was, I guess, a little bit better start. But Baez, Lindor, uh, Lindor we yeah. talked about, yeah. Yeah, and, and Gregorius isn't. I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting two thirty eight right now. Um, Swanson was slow. Yeah, Swanson. He's starting to pick it up. Yeah, um, and, and the Diamondbacks can't find one. Uh, you know, and, and Nick Ahmad was supposed to be a guy that some people thought might have been like a sexy pick that he was going to break it out a little bit this year offensively. Um, yeah, and he's struggling. So. Yeah, it, 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 maybe it's just a, a fluke for the first month. We again, we, we're. We just finished the first month, so uh, yeah, maybe the weather getting warmer, everything will will normalize a little bit. I I, I, w- I would think with offense because there, I mean, if you saw this this week, there was a lot of shutouts, a lot of low scoring games. Batting averages are at a historical. Well, I say historical low. I, I guess I'm looking at it in the context of an entire season. So April's not a good time to to to, to do that. Yeah. So. Uh, 
maybe it's happening a little bit because the Cubs and Reds have scored 24 runs and banged out 29 hits in, <laughs> in their game today, and the Dodgers have scored 16 runs uh, this afternoon. So uh, maybe things are maybe things are coming back. Um, and then uh, you you wanted to you know you brought it up you wanted to touch on San Francisco uh, specifically their pitching. ERA of of uh, 2.22, ERA of 2.22 or lower as of Thursday yeah, for so their the, uh, for their um, starting staff. Uh, you got Discofini, Gausman, Aaron Sanchez, Logan Webb, Cueto, and and Alex Wood. Um, pretty impressive start for the for the San Francisco Giants, and it really irritates me because I'm not a Gabe fan, but um, do you have any thoughts on the Giants starting pitching? Yeah, I, 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 obviously I think they're pitching a little bit um, over their head, but I mean, that's the reason why they, they were in first place and had the best record in the National League. It just shows you that if your pitching can dominate, then you're, you're going to be pretty well off. Now, you know, of those six starters that you had mentioned, you know, all but Webb has a 2.2 ERA or under, yeah. but we're going to talk about Logan Webb a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, uh, and, and, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and we have our guest on the line, Raj. Okay, all right, we're called in. Uh, good, we were yeah. just we were just getting to you. Um, so, first of all, we we appreciate you taking the time out to to come on. Um, I, I'm going to bring my up, pleasure. Yeah, I'm going to bring up three names offensively. We're going to start with the bad, then we're going to hit the good, because there's a lot of good in there, too. Three names offensively, <laughs> and kind of share your thoughts about them, uh, not just in the first month, but moving forward. Uh, Ozuna, Schwarber, and Victor Robles. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you know, with Victor Robles, you, you kind of just like, you're, you're hoping and praying that he's going to have that breakout season. I mean... I love watching that guy play, you know, and he's like, he's like a, a team favorite on draft day, but man, I'm just, the, the results aren't, aren't really there as much as, as you expect. And, and same with Schwarber. I, I mean, I don't know since it's early, I don't know if Washington's just struggling to get out of the gate. I don't know if it's because of the weather or whatever, but um, it just seems like there's certain teams that are really struggling to hit the ball. Um and it looks like, well, I think Washington's one of them. Of course, the Phillies are, too. I mean, I think the Phillies only have one batter over 300. Yeah. yeah. And it might be the guy Mason. I'm not even sure. But, yeah, I mean, it just seems like hitting the ball this year, people are really struggling. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, and I'm looking at Robles' stats. And, I, and I, I, I would think with Robles, too, it's kind of disappointing that he's only tried to steal three bases. Like, I feel like I know. that guy, like, hey, dude, the only reason you're here is because you can run. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly right. You're, yeah. I mean, he would be an all-star center fielder on the Phillies right now. But, I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. but you're right. I mean, for a leadoff guy, I mean, he's only got one stolen base. It's like, man, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ozuna is kind of bad luck situation. Um, how concerned are you? you know, having to wait another month for this or uh, not, not Ozuna. I'm sorry, Marte, 
Marte having to wait another month for this guy to come back. Uh, I know that hurts, man. I mean, I think he's like July 8th or June 8th. He's supposed to be back. And I mean, he was really performing well. I mean, I was, he was the guy that was kind of keeping me uh, in some categories. Sure. So losing him really, really, uh, it really hurts. I mean, same with Salerno. I mean, he really turned it on to like the last two seasons. So he was definitely someone I was uh, trying to grab as, you know, you know, in our, in our league, when you have such a limited amount of players, I always liked Solano and I always felt like he, he was or last, especially last year's being productive. So I got him, I think for 20 cents, I'm like, man, I could throw him in the lineup. He should bat around 300, maybe yeah. have three, 300 at bats, 350 at bats. You know, and he, he's another one that's out. So it's yeah, he's just kind of struggling along right now. Yeah, and and as I'm I'm scanning your lineup, uh, I mean Ozuna would be the guy hitting. I mean he's hitting two hundred two. He's got uh, just under uh, a six OPS. And when you when you have guys that are injured, and you need Ozuna to perform, maybe even overperform. <laughs> to keep you, yeah. In I mean, it's I mean, it's like him and Freddie Freeman really haven't haven't hit their stride yet. And uh, I mean, geez, I, I mean, I was contemplating retaining Freddie Freeman for four bucks, and uh, <laughs> man, you know, I think he went for like three ninety five or something. I can't remember. Um, I think Casey got him for uh, three ninety five, but he, he's another one that's not performing. So that that whole lineup just kind of seems like he's just struggling right now in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, are you a little disappointed with the Edwin Rios? Oh, God, a little. <laughs> well, he's young. You know what I mean? He, I mean? I mean, I don't know what your expectation of the guy was, but I'm sure it was more than .089 batting average. Well, yeah, and the bad thing is with, with the Dodgers, he, he's probably got six guys behind him waiting to play. <laughs> right. And... and you know, and I and I picked up I think McKin I picked up McKenzie or something right at the beginning of the season, and now he's out. But I mean, I mean Rios is twenty seven. I mean he's like that six three two twenty five guy. I mean I think you're you're like waiting for him to break out. Yeah. And I yeah. thought like, hey, I'll take really you know kind of grab this guy and hopefully he'll perform. But um, man, I don't know. It's just a matter of time, and they're going to push him right down to the minors yeah. or whatever they're going to do with him. I don't even know, but. You know, point zero eight nine is not going to get you much playing time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can attest to that. Um, and then, then it, I have one more offensive question, and Jamie's going to take over the pitching. But uh, do you think Anthony Rizzo? Do you think we're seeing the beginning of the end of him? Man, you know, it's <laughs> I, I kind of had the worst luck. I've held I held on to Bryant, I think, for about nine years, and. <laughs> The guy like just was always a letdown, and now yeah. this year he's he's just killing the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, Rizzo. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you're always kind of hoping the, the 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 Cubbies. I mean, you just don't know what they're doing now because yeah. you know three years ago, man, they were just like lights out. And uh, yeah, I, it's you know I, you're you're always hopeful with Rizzo, but I mean he's into that 31, 32 years old and. You know, I mean, hell, now they got him leading off, so I don't know what that's all about. But <laughs> maybe he'll you know. steal your bases instead of Victor Robles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you got rid, you know, Rizzo leading off, and you got, I mean, they got rid of Almora, which I love that guy. But it's like, come on, man, Rizzo needs to be batting fourth or third, and 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 
and being able to do what he does best, which is you know just attack the ball. But yeah, I I, I agree with you. There's not much to talk about on my offense. I apologize, but <laughs> that's all right. Uh, go ahead, Jamie. Let's deal with this pitching. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Rick. Um, sorry you had to come on this week. It's been a been a kind of a rough week uh, thus far <laughs> for this period, hasn't it? I know. <laughs> sure, he's pitching well today, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're you're pitching overall. Let's 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 ignore for the week. Let's look at a year to date. I mean, your your pitching is 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 really good. You know, Darvish, you retained. Um, that was pretty obvious, and he's picked, he, he's pitching like somebody that should have been retained. Um, but let's and and Scherzer, um, he wasn't retained. You paid for him, but but he's pitching really well. Um, what about Kevin Gosman though? Um, I, I really liked him, and I, I think I was bidding with him uh, with you on him, and then you just outbid me what did you see that you liked about him no uh, galsman was a retention player for me i believe ah uh, okay yeah. gotcha yeah. well then i just lied about he, the whole thing well no i retained max freed i think i retained galsman i retained you uh, darvish um you know and that's that's usually my mo going into each season is to try to have some decent uh starting pitching you know so yeah it's it hasn't paid off ever but uh it's a strategy I always like. I always go by. But yeah, I liked Kevin Gausman, and then last year was like not our year of really performing in the Bush League, and he pitched really well. He didn't pitch so well the year before that. Um, I think he was with the Orioles, and then went to Atlanta, and um, he wasn't like really lights out. But then last year he really turned it on, and Rod and I were talking about him in the off season, as you know, and, and that was he was definitely a player I was going to. Uh, um, you know, really think hard about retaining, and I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah, you know what? I think the player that I was um, was talking about bidding on was Ian Anderson because I picked him up last year. When, yeah, Ian uh, Anderson, in the I paid a buck sixty for. Um, yeah, and he's just a young arm. I really like. I saw him pitch a couple times in the in the preseason, and uh, you know, and, and I just I really liked really liked how he throws. Now, I mean, he's pitching well, but I think he got lit up either today or yesterday. I can't remember, but yeah, he, he got hit kind of hard. I think it was today against Toronto. Hey, you got to be happy with, um, with Yimmy Garcia. The fact that he's got, he's got four saves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Garcia's pitched well for me. Um, Walker from the Mets hasn't really let me down. Um, you know, Max Freed has been a huge disappointment. Like I thought this was going to be his like dominant yeah, year. I did. Um, so. I just really like, you know, I've had him, I think this is my third season or second season having him. Um, but, yeah, he's just, you watched him pitch, you know, last year and the year before, but he was just so impressive. Um, but, he, it, you know, and it's, it's still early. but And, and my pitching still, I think my pitching's pretty solid. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Cindergaard coming back in June. Um, you know, i got to find out what I'm going to do with Spencer Howard and Johan Ovidio. Um, I think they're probably just going to remain oysters for me. But uh, I really I, like that Oviedo. He, I, mean, I watched him pitch the other day. He's big. He throws hard. He's got like a really great uh, like slider curve pitch. And I know he's probably someone you're going to target, being he's from St. Louis. Um, well, I, I can give you just a little bit of a background. The Cardinals, at least in this 17-game stretch, we're, we're going to go with um, six starters. And Oviedo was going to be part of that. And, you know, he, he, you're right. He's a big guy, 6'5", 6'6", something like that. 
Um, he, he's young. Um, I haven't seen him go late into games, but you, you're right. He has, he certainly has that, that potential to be, um, a really good, really good starter. Yeah. I think he's um, like a five inning guy right now. Like they, yeah. if, he can get, if he can get five quality innings, I think that's a, a great start for him. So, so what are you looking at this week? You, you, I guess you got Freed coming back. Um, Tyler, Tyler, uh, t- excuse me, Taylor Widener is on, on the DL, uh, excuse me, IL. Um, you going to worry about trying to replace him or just hope he comes back next week? Well, to be honest with you, my outlook doesn't look too good hitting the ball. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just being brutally honest. I mean, unless I have some major turnaround, but I, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, I think me, you, the Roosters, we're all in that same spot right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm heading up. Uh, I, I'm on an upward trajectory. Don't, you're, don't you're, let me in there with the Roosters. <laughs> you're, 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 you're heading up the chain, are you? I am. You know, I'm fighting my way out of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're only you're not you're not too far behind uh, um, the Revs. I mean, I, I'm just basically saying, like, I'm 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 fluctuating between like 48 points and 57 points, like week in and week out, and I just don't see how like things are going to change for like me catching the Hawks or or the Statman. I mean, I just don't – something drastic is going to have to happen where I, I need to get some hitting. I think my pitching I can compete, but my hitting I definitely can't. You know what, Rick? On that basis, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to compete for the title because there's you got to be strong in, in all categories, and that's where Bob is. I mean, we're all kind of just rearranging deck chairs on a Titanic, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we really, really are. I mean – you know, that's not my, I mean, the way I do it pretty much every year is I leverage all my youth to go after to try to try to compete. And, um, you know, it's it, it's pain, it's painful when you, you're 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 fighting your way to get to like, you know, second, third and fourth. And, you know, it just doesn't work out. And I just don't see my hitting unless something drastically changes. Like, you know, Rizzo starts hitting like he's 27 again. And, you know, I mean, Rios can start making some contact and Ozuna can start driving the ball. I mean, I'm watching Ozuna play the other night. He just swings like Gary Sheffield. It's so hard and aggressive. And, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to watch him watch him bat. But when he hits the ball, it's a 400-foot line drive shot. But, you know, majority of the time it's not. So Maybe um, maybe he's spending too much time you know, worried about taking selfies as he's rounding the bases and that's right. he's trying to get a base hit. <laughs> He hits one home run. He does selfies all the way around. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, what did you what did you think on CBS's take of your offense when they when they claimed that you have warning track power? <laughs> that's, that's about right. <laughs> my favorite player on my team is freaking Sogard. You know, he's like my <laughs> I like watching him, and he's he, he gets one a bad a game maybe. You know. <laughs> All right, Raj. All right, so hey, real quick, Rick, uh, do you have finals this week in your beer school? I do. Yeah, I just took. Well, I mean, it's you know, dealing with COVID. I basically had a take-home final that's due tomorrow, and then I had to put together like a. It's about a twenty-five page quality plan um, for my my makeshift brewery. So that's kind of like was my big project that's due on Wednesday. Oh, so and then uh, start starting the week after I go into my final semester, which would be through the summer, and I'm taking it's technically I'm taking four classes, but one of those is going to be my internship. Okay. 
So, and then my other, I do have a, a second class that's project and brewing, and neither one of those require me to go to school. It just requires me to do brewing. So, it sounds like a lot, nice. but I'm only going to have two classroom, uh, two two that are classroom environments. So, if I heard you correctly, your final this week, uh, one of them is a 25 page paper on a fictitious like fantasy brewing company that you would have. Is that- um, it's not necessarily like a, a, a complete brewing. It's basically a quality plan. Okay. All right. So I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking quality and brewing. So you basically put a quality plan together where, you know, if you had a new employee come in, you would hand them this quality manual. It would tell them like a background of your brewery, but then it would go through, you know, different processes um, of what's expected for quality. Cause you know, basically brewing, you're in the food industry. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of key terms that you have to, you know, governmental type terms that are important for meeting standards and whatnot. So that's basically what it is. It's a quality plan that you, that your employees must follow. It, all right. Uh, hey, so, hey, Rick, can, can, can we do this? Can we have the Bush League sample your beer and then we can we can all rate it and we can we can have it on this podcast. Are you up for that? Sure. I mean, I haven't brewed a beer per se. No, but when you do, you know, oh, yeah, you, you know, Roger, Roger's yeah. tastes are changing. So, uh, you know, we, we want his take on it. I would just, you would just, if you guys want to pick something for me to brew, or if you guys just want me to brew something, then you guys try that. I can go that either, either way. Yeah. I, I think you, you, you do what you do best. And then we we'll, can do a we'll, hazy or we can do a Saison. Um, you know, Rog, I don't think you'll like the Saison, Rog. No, he won't like the Saison. I, I love saisons, but uh, you know I mean, that, I, that I might can, be a little I bit beyond his taste. I can I can brew a golden pilster that's clear, it's crisp. Um, that's more like Roger's style. Right? <laughs> He's advancing. You heard the podcast. He's moving to IPAs now. <laughs> I thought saison was like a type of Chinese food. Oh, that's Szechuan. Never mind. <laughs> you mean Szechuan? <laughs> it, it probably pairs well. The saison probably pairs yeah. well with uh, Szechuan. That's probably a good comparison right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saison is from... <laughs> I did, I, well, the, the, the thing that stuck out to me, Rick, is that uh, so this week you're coming up with that quality plan for as an academic exercise for a, basically a fantasy brewing company. Correct. And then you another third of your life is dealing with fantasy baseball. So two two thirds of your life is fantasy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the other, and the other third was riding with Roger. Right. Yes, yeah, right. The other third's working for the government. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of like a fantasy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, oh. this uh, this Tuesday we're having a uh, tabletop academics exercise that I'm somewhat hosting, Another and it's fantasy. actually taking place on uh, Star Wars Day, which is May the fourth. Yeah. May the fourth. Yeah. And. Uh, so that's what you know. We're basically doing a little Star Wars action with uh, our tabletop exercise. Okay. For, right. for the new employees. Uh, hey, we noticed you didn't have any fab players this week. Did you bid on anyone? I I did not. No, okay. no. Right. Um, you know, and you know how it is when you're in school. I mean, um, you know these these uh, these, these uh, doctors. Is it, he, my, my professor was a chemistry guy. And he first about three weeks ago, he said, "Hey, there's no more assignments. I just want you to like you know come to class, participate. We have guest speakers, blah blah blah. Okay, that's cool. You kind of shut down, you know. And then he comes back and says, "Oh, I put a uh, final out there for you guys to do. What? It's like <laughs> I, I thought you said we had nothing left to do. And 
He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's not too bad, this and that. Well, he's like, it's only 10 questions. Well, each question had like four or five questions within each question. So, and it's all essay format. So basically I had to write like, you know, answer like 50 things, which requires you to dig in the books that you already had packed away. And so like, that's pretty much how my last like two weeks went. And then you have a 25 page quality plan you're putting together. So it's just schoolwork, but it kind of takes, it takes priority over everything, you know? All right. Uh, all right, Matt. So uh, actually by the time you graduate, we, we should be, we should be vaccinated and the, this COVID thing should start being on the tail end of the, of the curve. And, uh, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. If we get free beer at your graduation. That's, that's right. <laughs> hey, and Chris Taylor's three for three today with five run scored. So <laughs> hey, you're on your way back, man. <laughs> I'm on my way back, Jamie. So watch out. Yeah. Complete game, a complete game uh, today. <laughs> All right, nice. man. I, I, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I know I, was, I enjoyed the draft. Um, it, it was a lot of fun this year. And big shout out to Jamie for setting that up. I thought it was a great platform. And uh, I, I kind of hope we do that again. That was really kind of cool, a cool thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. All right, man. Excellent. Later. Thanks, See you thanks guys. Rick. Good Study hard. See ya. All right. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. With the yeah, with the, with the beer thing, uh, it's so cool that he's doing that, and um, it is yeah, and and I'm I'm looking forward to when he's done and he's actually like working part time somewhere after he retires. We can just hang out. We can hang out. Well, at his it, place. So, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, let's be honest, Raj. I mean, what we're looking forward to is the free beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We'll just put a twenty on the bar, and there's the unspoken rule: is hey, you're not taking that. You understand? <laughs> Hey, we we know the head brewer here. <laughs> Start dropping names. Rick here. Is Rick here today? Yeah. <laughs> come on, you idiots. You come in. Um, all right. Let let let's go over some uh, some fab stuff from last night. Uh, twelve players. Right. Twelve players last night. Twelve players last night. Okay. Seven teams. All right. Uh, so the the dudes picked up uh, two players and Sean Newcomb, the pitcher for Atlanta, and John Curtis. Um, they actually picked up. I, I thought there was a third. Another? Maybe not. Maybe I missed it. No, I don't you're know. right. He picked up Mike Talkman. Talkman, yeah, Talkman. yeah, uh, yeah. The Yankees made a trade, and yep. you know he should be in the mix somewhere in that Giants outfield. Yeah, so he's probably going to take uh, at bats away from my guy and your guy. You still have Dubion or Dubon? Uh, Dubon, yeah, he, and, and he's starting to pick it up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about activating him. I have him on my reserves, but we'll, we'll see. Those yeah. first-place Giants. Yeah, you know, un- unfortunately for the dudes, the, their team kind of slid this week, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That's because they were on the show. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens, right? Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure about Newcomb, like where he fits in. Uh, this guy was hot for about three years ago, and – he just couldn't find himself afterward. Yeah, I'm thinking right now the the Braves' designs are to have him as a middle reliever, right? Yeah. They're using him in relief? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he hasn't shown where he could get back in that starting rotation. Um, and then we had the Bearcats pick up two players. Um, yeah, Davinsky. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davinsky um, from, from Arizona. Another dollar pickup. For, for the Bearcats. 
Um, I, you know what? Here's the funny thing: is I he didn't pick up or he didn't win uh, Kai Tom, yeah. right? No, because yeah, he he because uh, we, we had the wrong button clicked, just for fear. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. He, did, he either didn't win him or or yeah, or didn't bid on him uh, on Kai yeah. Tom. And, and and the other player that that, that Tom picked up was um, um, Andrew Kisner yep. from from the Cardinals, who who's actually seeing playing. He, he will be um, the full time catcher until um, Yachty comes back, probably at the end of next week. So he's probably got another week's worth of stats with uh, with with Kisner. Yeah, and uh, the Bearcats had a quick turnaround on Jose De Leon. I think I think they t- picked him up last week. Yeah, that was up and down. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. I I don't know if I would have dropped him so quick because the Reds bullpen's in a little bit of a shambles. I mean, today <laughs> they're getting banged around for twelve runs right now. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll we'll see on we'll see on that. Um, the Bulls pick up two. Yes. Yeah, the Bulls pick up two. Chase Anderson, uh, the pitcher for the Phillies. And he dropped Wani Peralta, who ended up with the Yankees, and um, Yadiel Hernandez. Hernandez. He dropped Matt Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess Washington, they're trying to figure out what their outfield looks like. And um seemed to be a little high for, for Hernandez, but what do I know? I mean, maybe, maybe he's a uh, good player. Yeah, I put, I put a small bid in, a keep him honest type of bid for Hernandez. Yeah. But um, – yeah, um, you know, it was a tough week for the Bulls, too. Um, yeah. They're kind of scuffling along. You, you know, I made fun of Rick when he said that, you know, all of us are battling for the middle, um, and, and he includes me in that. But, yeah, I would, um, in all honesty, that's all I'm doing is battling for the middle. Uh, we talked about the stat man picking up Kai Tom uh, for two yes. bucks, and you saw him play yesterday. Yeah, he he was bad in the outfield. The last two games, uh, Friday and Saturday, was his venture. He was turning uh, – he was turning uh, singles or outs into doubles and triples. But, you know, how can't you like a guy that has an Okina in his name? That's the little apostrophe okay, that I they use in Hawaii. Right. Yeah, it's called an Okina. So, you know, you're learning things, boys and girls. So you were out with Bill watching that game. So I guess Bill saw something different. Um, no, we both saw the same thing. We both okay. said we were going to bid to keep Tom interested. And, yep. you know, Bill, Bill actually needs um, – some offensive help, right? His pitching is yeah. really, really strong. Yeah. Um, he only has one reserve, uh, one offensive reserve, so he probably needed him more. Okay. And I'm surprised. I thought I bid two dollars too, but you know, such is life. Yeah, you picked up Matt Duffy. You had a quick turnaround in Luke Raleigh, or did you have him for a couple weeks? I guess. No, no, it was only for the week, and I don't think I ever brought him up. And you're right, and that's all. Yeah, I probably paid too much. He probably wasn't three dollars, but. Um, he he was already sent down to the alternate site with the Dodgers, okay. and I think Matt Duffy is probably going to play a bit because uh, the Cubs have moved um, um, Chris Bryant to the outfield. So Matt Duffy, for better or for worse, is going to get some at bats. And you know, I just saw that Hap got carted off the field today, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably good timing for me to get Matt Duffy. Yeah, I'll get some at bats for a couple weeks at least. Uh, yeah, and then I picked up. Uh, Sam Coonrod for I dropped Albert Almora. Uh, I've been trying to drop Albert Almora for a month, and I kept getting out. Yeah, why? Why isn't he playing? I have no idea. I got no idea why he's not playing. Well, maybe this is not good. Who knows? 
Um, and and Nimmo's playing pretty well. Yeah, right now. Um, I, I I I think Almora could probably help someone off the bench. So let me ask you something. Would you like to see Elmora in a Phillies um, uniform? I thought that at the end of the year. Uh, and when I saw okay. the Mets picked him up, I'm thinking, why, why, why aren't we involved in this? Um, I, I'm not saying he's a you know 162-game center fielder. He can play center field, and he's shown that he can hit the ball a little bit occasionally. He, he's athletic. He can run a little bit. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I think the Phillies are going to play this Nick Maton who is a shortstop. I think they're going to put him in center field because he's hitting, he's hitting. Really? I mean, what else are they going to do, Jay? Like, I, they, I, I have no Herrera idea. Is not going to be the answer. Kingry's not the answer. Hazley stinks and he's hurt. I, I don't know what else they're going to do. I've told them to hmm. go get LaCastro. They don't want to listen to me. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I, hey, picked, let's, I let's talk about Logan this Logan Webb, Webb that yeah. you picked up for $8. Yeah. So, um, I was a little I, I was a little nervous about other people going back after him because my plan was to go back after him. The way I had it set up last week is I I needed three players. I wanted three players, but I couldn't. I I I needed Almora to be linked into those outfielders because if I I I couldn't be left. I couldn't have. Almora dropped and not get one of those outfielders because then I, I don't have an outfielder put in there. So it was kind of a strange situation, and I just thought, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll put this guy for Webb. If if I lose him, I'll go back out and get him the next week. So eight bucks wow. was probably a little to... high, but I was a little concerned that other people were going to go after him. Um, I could have been in for him, and and I would have thought that uh, other people did. I guess for you, what's old is new again, huh? Yeah. I need some strikeouts. I, I need that sixth starter. And uh, he, he's actually pitched well because I got screwed over because we don't have multi-day uh, roster moves. <laughs> we don't? No. <laughs> got screwed over there. Um, and I don't know if Gonsolin's going to come back at all. Although Dustin May mm. just got hurt too. Did you see that? Yes, I did. He pitched an inning in the third or an inning last night. and um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was the Ducks. They picked up Eric Lauer, starting pitcher from Milwaukee, dropped Guillermo Heredia, uh, who went on the DL. <laughs> so um, all that oh. money he spent on Heredia, it, it lasted 10 days. Yeah, that kind of hurts. He's just, uh, the Ducks are just running into some tough luck, aren't they? I mean, everything that he touches seems to turn to mud, um, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, so that's where we're at with the uh, with the fab. Uh, oh, hey, just a real quick note: uh, Carlos Martinez is on his way back. He pitched an eight inning shutout today. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good again today. Yeah, against the Buccos. Um, yes. So that's that's nice. I, I'm already I'm already moved up in the standings. So as of well, la- here's, a, here's the nice thing I, I I like about him is that. He's, he's, he's pitching. He, he, he is being the complete pitcher. He, his last couple of starts, he hasn't uh, struck out many batters, but he just seems to be getting later and later and deeper into the game. And, um, yeah, hopefully that can continue on for your sake and for the Cardinals' sake. Yeah, So and your guy Alex Reyes got a seventh save. 
Yeah, I got ripped off there. Remember, <laughs> yeah. I should have been able to retain him. If I lose, if I lose the season because of that, I'm never, I'm never going to speak to Tom again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just funny. to let you know. Yep, I got it. Um, it's duly noted and recorded. Uh, so then we, we, you know, we got the standings. Uh, let's just deal with this week. So you had a huge week this week. Yay! Yeah, yeah finally, right? Yeah. Um, batting, uh, uh, forty points. Uh, you had a good pitching week. You weren't the top. Yeah. You weren't the top team, but you were in the top four. Um, uh, Bill had another good week. He had sixty-six points this week. Uh, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Hawks, the Hawks had a bad week this week. At fifty-eight. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, Slackers. <laughs> Ducks had a good week at 51, and then it drops to the Rebs, myself, the Bearcats, the Dudes, and we already talked about the Lakers. Lakers had a rough yeah. week. So did the Dudes. Dudes good, had 16. Good timing, good timing for those two to come up. Hey, here's a warning, right? Dudes were on last week. Lakers on this week on the show. Maybe it's a jinx. Yeah, look at our team. We're on it every week. Um, yeah, well, maybe we can have Bob co-host. We can have three hosts or something like that, and hopefully the whole summer so Bob's team drops. That Bob and Bill on every week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so when you look at the overall standings, uh, Bob still uh, he he's got almost fifty batting points. Got 49, 35 and a half yeah. pitching. Um, yeah, fifty is perfect, isn't it? Yeah, he's got forty nine, so he's finishing second somewhere. Um, Statman still hanging in there with their hitting because uh, they got forty five pitching points. Uh, I think the Rebs have a really uh, well-balanced team right now, uh, 33 and 30, to put them in third place. Bulls had a good week, which we just talked about, moved them into fourth. You moved into fifth. The dudes dropped to sixth. Lakers probably dropped to, to seventh. I dropped to eighth. But, again, I'm, I'm, I'm four points higher right now. So uh, then we got the Bearcats and the, and the Ducks. Um, I, I, I think some of the movements – that we see are where we're getting it to the rhythms of the pitching rotations, uh, mm-hmm. where winds fluctuate every couple days, K's fluctuate every couple days. Um, the ERA and the WHIP is starting to get a grasp. Would you would you sense that now? Like it's still gonna, like you can still make a move in ERA and WHIP, but we're getting to the point where it becomes more difficult. Um, yeah, and, and if you do what I did and you bring up Austin Gomber and he goes one and two-thirds innings and gives up nine earned runs in a game, um, yeah, you can drop pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, but, I mean, your ERA is still 3-3, you know what I mean? So it, it, well, well, yeah, but, but I, could be, I could be up toward the Lakers at, you know, 3.27 or right. something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the Hawks and Statman are still under three, which is ridiculous. Uh, Stewart Hawks are, are well under three. Yeah. And, and that's that's what happened to me. The, Kyle Hendricks got lit up this week. I think he gave up. Yes, 10 he runs. did. Yeah, lit up. Um, uh, and and the K's we're starting to see some separation here. Statman have two hundred and ninety strikeouts. Yeah, Degrom, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, he could probably go another couple weeks or maybe a month, six weeks with Degrom. And then trade him and still win the, still win the case. Uh, well, well, well let's, let's look at it this way, right? He has a, what, is that 57 point 
a 47 point lead over the sewer Hawks um, in, in strikeouts. Um, The next closest person this week, I had the second most strikeouts in a week. That's 48. So, so the Statman can literally go a a whole month or excuse me, a whole period without a strikeout and they'd still be in first. Still be in first place. Yeah. So you, 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 you you add six more weeks to that. He, he could probably go two months. Um, and, and the dudes, uh, other than myself, uh, the dudes, well, and there's a couple people with nine. If he keeps running at this clip. He can probably deal one of those closers, you know, at the trade deadline because he, he's going to run away with it with, with that. With um, I, I, I would imagine the problem becomes is how, how people, interested are people going to be if, if Bob is um, running away with things. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That would yeah. be second or third. So Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we got the wins with the stat man at 20, and you got 17. Um, and then there's people bunched up between 14 and 10, and then 9, 8, and 7. So um, there's some there's some move uh, room to move there. Uh, if you look at this whip, so the Sewer Hawks and and the and the Statman have a team whip of under one. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> I mean that shouldn't happen. Actually, but Bob lost a he lost he's he was in first, now he's in second with a <laughs> nine nine zero. Whip, you're in second place Jeez. in that category. Um, that's, that's ridiculous. And if you look at the me, bottom, me. you look at that bottom. Those guys with the one three, that's difficult to dig yourself out of that. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, you, you got to put together um, uh, a number of good starts, and then you run the risk, right? You can run seven, seven, eight starters out there, yeah. But then you run the risk of those blow up starts. So yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, there's still still some movement in the middle of the order. I, I don't think the Bulls are as good as they are. I don't think I'm as bad as I am. You know, you talk about four to eight. Um, so we'll see as we get through May. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I said, I'm in talks with two people now. I'm pretty sure deals are going to start being made in the next four to six weeks. That, that the timing sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Anything to add on that on the on the standings thing? Um, no, I'm just ready for takeoff. I, I'm I'm okay. I'm moving on up. Um, yeah. The Y boys, you know, like you, you remember, they had the uh, the M M&M and M boys. Yeah. I have the Y boys, Jastrzemski and Yelich. When those guys come back and uh, start hitting, look out! Um, I'm going to be battling for second or third place. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right, uh, and I'm going to hope for the best with with uh, Blackman and Suarez. That, that I can get a, any any type of production out of those guys. Um, so moving on to Twib Notes. Twib Notes brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, I took your advice from a, a week ago or two weeks ago, and I picked up a porter today. Okay. Great Lakes Brewing Company, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Uh, have you had it? I have. I have. And it didn't sink me. <laughs> it didn't? No, get it. It's a play on the Edmund Fitzgerald. I know what it is. Sorry. Yeah, it's actually okay. it's a Seinfeld episode too. Yeah. Oh well, see, I I still don't know anything about Seinfeld. I got to watch it still. Yep. Uh, yeah. I it's like like I told you earlier when it, before we got on. Um, aesthetically, it, it's not pleasing to me. Like the dark. Why not? I don't know. I don't. Did, I, do you drink? Did you ever drink soda as a kid? It's the same color. All right, I, I know, but it, I, that's not my head doesn't register beer as dark, not yet. What? No. 
But, but, have they, you ever had a Guinness before? I don't like Guinness. But i got to be honest uh, with you, I don't know if I've ever had it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so tell me what you thought of the porter. Because uh, but, i, I got to be honest with you, um, I just looked it up in on, on Beer uh, beer Advocates. This is a world-class porter. Really? Okay. Yeah, 95 score. All right. Um, so is that is that website like Rotten Tomatoes, like the movie? Like the movie website, the Rotten Tomatoes, you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I do. I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes rates, but this is um, this is rated by I guess beer beer drinkers, okay. and you know that yeah, it's uh, so so I, it, it's a good place to look because because it has a lot of reviews. So I will tell you that it's very smooth. It's it's smooth. It's got the same taste going in and going down. You know, it doesn't have the bite like you know something with a nope. It shouldn't, right? Yeah, uh, very smooth, uh, light. And I, I actually enjoy it. I, I, I think it's pretty easy to drink. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And something I would buy, buy again. It's got a cool bottle. Um, so let me ask you something. If you closed your eyes and you drank it, you'd really like it, right? Because you wouldn't see the color? Well, I'll get past that. Okay. Yeah, I'll get past it. But it is really smooth. And uh, do you drink these things like... Room temperature? These porters or no? You drink them cold. No, I drink. I I, I drink them cold. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I'm more of a seasonal porter drinker. Um, that and stouts. Um, in the winter time, um, more so. Um, Bill is a big porter and stout drinker. Well, wh- wh- why did you say seasonal? Because I don't feel um, like this thing's heavy. It, it, it it's um I I think to your point it's a little bit psychological in seeing the color and okay. it's, it doesn't feel as refreshing um, ah. in the summertime right. as, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as an IPA or a sour or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I enjoyed it and I didn't know it was world renowned. I got it at Whole Foods. So Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I bought a six pack today at Whole Foods. Six pack of, of, of the porter? No, uh, mix and match. Yeah. Okay, I was going to yeah. say that's, that's, that's very daring of you. That's going all in. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that without trying it. Um, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Great Lakes Brewing Company, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, and Jamie used the phrase world-renowned. Uh, um, I use the uh, world-class. World class. Yeah, 95 okay. scores. That's, yep, and I'm quoting this from Beer uh, Advocate. Okay, cool. All right, today in baseball history, Hideo Nomo becomes the first Japanese-born player to play in the major league since. Do you know the guy's name? I have no idea. I'm going to butcher this name. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. If you, are you asking me to pronounce it for you? Yeah. Masanori Murakami. Okay. Played for the 64 Giants. I actually listened to a podcast about that. I had no idea who this guy was. And, and I, I, I've I never heard of him before. Yeah, wow. Back in 1964. Good yep. for the Giants. Yeah. So I listened to it a couple, uh, probably a couple years ago. Um, remember Hideo Nama? I do. He, 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 did he win? Rookie of the Year for the Dodgers? Of course, he's a Dodger. That's, that's yeah. I was do. just going to say it, it, yeah. it's a good chance, right? Yeah, and he threw a no hitter, I think, with the Dodgers and the Rockies. Or no, he threw it in. He threw it in Colorado. Did he threw two no hitters. That's a great question. I don't know. For some reason, I think he did. I th- I think he was the first guy to throw no hitter in Coors Field. 
He had a pretty long career, didn't he? I'm just looking this up now. He yeah. pitched from 1995 to 2008. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. He came over when he was 26, um, and he played till he was 39, uh, 123 and 109, a little high ERA, 424, but um, a pretty effective. Yeah, but a lot of that was during the uh, steroid era. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, he was uh, – yeah, he he had a he had a good career. Uh, never won more than sixteen games, but he did it three times. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize he played for that many teams: Detroit, Boston, yeah, L.A., Milwaukee. I remember the Mets. Uh, yeah, I, I only remember him as a Dodger, really. Okay, um, nineteen ninety-five again. Mo Vaughn and John Valentine uh, Valentine hit. Grand slams and consecutive innings as the Red Sox beat the Yankees eight um, nothing. Only to be bettered by uh, you know uh, Fernando Tatis Senior four years later to do it you know two two grand slams in one inning. Yeah, uh, so they knocked in all the runs. They knocked in all the runs in '95 for the Sox. Mm. And then lastly, 2002 Seattle Mariner Mike Cameron hits four homers in one game. The M's beat the White Sox 15 to four. And Cameron and Brett Boone actually hit back-to-back homers twice in that game. Wait, what year was that? 2002. Uh, you, you know, they, the Mariners had some pretty good teams uh, uh, back then, right? The, uh, that was, uh, I think, right around the time that, um, uh, gosh, um, Ichiro, right, came over. And they had Edgar, Edgar Martinez on those teams, Um there were some pretty good Mariner teams. Yes, and they had Tino there for a while, too. Um, right, yeah. right. Good point. So 2002, they won 93 games. Um, and 2001, they won 116. I didn't realize in 2001, Mike Cameron actually was uh, got some MVP votes. He had 25 homers, 110 RBIs. Wow. Yeah, he was the one. Didn't tra- realize that. He was traded for Ken Griffey. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, he was he was probably their main guy because he was younger and, and uh, maybe they could, you know, recoup some of those runs and RBIs. Um, yeah, the Mariners, Mariners uh, they had good teams in the early 2000s. Of course, 116 wins in 2001. They lost to the Yankees in the ALCS. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a Can you imagine that? 116 wins? That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the only ones that were close – to that, um, was that that Indian team that got shut down with the strike? Or the, didn't Indian... the Red Sox? Didn't the Red Sox the World Series year have 107, 108 wins, something like that in yeah. 2017, 18, something like that? Yeah, and I and I think the Indian team in '95. Okay. They were. I think they might have been on pace to to win that many games. '95. Of course, you know, they play the whole season. Uh, the Indians were 144. Okay. So, they, uh, they had a shot. I mean, they had a 694 winning percentage. Jeez, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, yikes is right, man. Then they traded half their team in, in a year later. Um, okay. Uh, what are you walking off with? Um, I have two things. Um, you know, I was traveling with Bill um, this past weekend. We went to see uh, the Cardinals in Pittsburgh, and he just wanted me to remind everybody, and he sent another text. Um, 
uh, if they can attend the Phillies day game on Thursday, June 10th. Um, he had sent out uh, a text last week, and I guess the reason why he needs to know is that you have to buy tickets in either um, yeah. groups of two or four or something like that, and okay. it's just hard to get tickets together, you know, for safety sure. protocols. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the first thing. Okay. And the second thing is is that I'm going to give you a little gift here. You are. Um, did you know on baseball um, on baseball reference, there's actually a pronunciation guide. Uh, all right. I'm both players' names. I'm on baseball reference now. All right. Let me put in a player. All right. Put in put in Nolan Arenado. A R E. I see it. <laughs> Arnado. All right, I'm, yep. I'm there. Okay. So if, if you start to go down past high school and stuff like that, yep. um, somewhere there should be um, a drop-down box that I you see. can go into yep. pronunciation. I've already clicked it, so, so I can mine comes up, so I don't know where exactly where it is. But do you see it down there? I do. All right. Yeah, if you click on that, it gives you player pronunciation for players' names. All right, I see it. The phonetic. So I I, I, I figure that that's a little bit easier than paying um, for Duolingo for you for um, beginner Spanish. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I'll, uh, you know what I need it to do? Like I see. What's it, that? I need I need to hear it. Um, I I don't I, you know I need it spelled for me phonetically. I don't like the way they put it in here, like Arenado. Yeah. I, I, I I have to you know say it three or four times or click on it and then, you know, have the sound file come up and that's, pronounce it. Yeah, that, that's what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can just keep hitting it over and over right before I come out. Yeah. That's nice. Right. All right. Yeah, I'll keep a note of that. I didn't realize that was there. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I just found it the other day. What are you walking off with? Uh, I'm, I'm, remember what I talked about, I don't know, was it last week or the week before about these hitters embarrassing the yeah. pitchers when they – Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so – Yesterday, Amir Garrett strikes out Anthony Rizzo, and yep, Amir Garrett that. tells him that he struck him out. I'm, I'm, you know, in a demonstrative way. So he okay. was showing Anthony Rizzo up. Well, Javi Baez gets upset and starts coming out of the dugout. Of course, Amir Garrett doesn't even. You just need to look at that guy sideways, and he's coming after you. <laughs> Baez and Garrett get in an argument. They, you know, they you know, benches clear all that stuff. But I'm, my point is that if Baez and Castellanos and all these guys are going to flip bats, don't get pissed when the pitcher says, hey, I struck you out and embarrasses you. Because that's, that's what a bat flip is. It's showing the other players up. And I'm telling you, baseball needs to get a handle on this. It, it, it's getting out of hand. And I, I, just, I look at it as a profession. If they want to be paid like professionals, then freaking act like a professional. That's not what professionals do. They don't do that. And uh, if baseball doesn't get a handle on it, it's just going to get worse. And um, so that was my thought. I, I looked at Baez coming out of the dugout. I'm like, why are you angry? You do this. It's just, it looks different because you bat flip and you're probably saying stuff as you're walking, running around the bases. But you're embarrassing me. You're another professional. And it, and it bothers me that baseball doesn't step in on this. Um yeah, so that's that, that's that's what I'm walking off with. I, I, I don't know where baseball draws the line, and, and, and you're making a really good point because on the flip side, Baez certainly you know has a lot of style points. Sure. Um, I guess I, I thought it was interesting what 
Rizzo did. He just kind of walked back to the bat, uh, dugout, right? He didn't say anything. He's just like, all right, if it affected him, he was being classy about it and just walked back to the dugout, right? He did, he wasn't involved in that. No, he wasn't it, involved was he? in it at all. No. He, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what he did. Uh, you know, though, uh, what Amir Garrett did was what, that was way out of control. Like, he, that that's ridiculous. Like, you struck someone out, dude. The strikeout rate in baseball right now is about 40%. Like, big deal. You, you, could probably, you could probably, on a good day, you could probably get a few batters, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like... Yeah, it's not like you struck out like Paul Molitor or Bond. Like, <laughs> or Tony on. Gwynn. Or Gwynn. Yeah. It's like, who, who are we talking about, man? Is the 34-year-old's having a bad year? Yeah, so, um, <laughs> but Baez is the one that set me off about it. I'm thinking, like, you, you know, you do the same thing. And I I just feel like if they want to be prepared, paid as professionals, then you need to, the expectation is behavior is to be professional. That, I, 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 I think as much as we like to paint you as a curmudgeon when it comes to baseball, I think you're dangerously close to being right on with this one. And it, it, it has the potential to, to continue to get worse and, and worse with certain teams. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, all right, so uh, next week uh, we will be coming on on Monday because next week is Mother's Day. Correct, correct. Gonna, so everybody, wish your mom uh, a happy Mother's Day next Sunday, and we'll be on like like you said, Raj, on on Monday, dropping the podcast. Okay. Um, are you doing anything special? Um, probably, but it has it, it's TBD. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, okay. And then probably no guest on Monday. Um, no, because they're they're all working stiff, right? <laughs> yeah. Next 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 year we can get these guys on on Mondays. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, champ. Anything else? All right. Nope. Be good, Chief, and hopefully we'll see you. Uh, you shall rise again like a phoenix, right? I'll see you in the top half. All right. <laughs> all right. Sounds good.